Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. That's right. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard to Flight 785. It's been a minute, guys. It has been a minute. Yes, I know. My name is Kenyan, a.k.a. Dutch Chocolate. You know how I get down. You know how I get down. Welcome aboard, guys. It has been 34 days since we've had a podcast for you. Yes, I have been very, very busy and i'm here with my lovely lady friend carrie how's it going how you doing it's going well glad to be back glad to be back guys i'm not going to be gone for that amount of time next time hopefully not right hopefully not i got extremely busy and the schedule did not allow me to get a podcast for you but we are back here that's all that matters we are here at cedar crest south here in southeast Texas. Welcome aboard. If this is your first time listening, check me out on my socials. Flight 785. You know, it's just that easy on Instagram, Carrie. Or send me a note, flight 785 podcast at gmail.com. Just that easy, guys. This is the show where we grab some news stories and Carrie and I chop it up, right, Carrie? Yes. We chop it up to see what has been happening. And I always have to tell you guys at the very beginning of the show, I have what you call diplomatic immunity. So don't get upset at me. I may say some things that may ruffle some feathers. And this is just for entertainment purposes only, of course. Right, Gary? Entertainment purposes (laughs) only. Right. But I do have diplomatic immunity. That's right. So you have been warned. You have been warned. You sound like you're ready to rumble in a battle with me. Listen, no, it's not about that. Okay. It's It's not about about battling me. I have to be me. I have to be me. I am a Scorpio. I have to be me. You know, I don't do fake. So I say what's on my mind. I say what I mean. And I mean what I say. But I digress. Current time is 4.16 p.m. on the 5th of March, 2023. Where does the time go, Carrie? Where does the time go? It goes very quickly. It goes very quickly. So what I, I've been... I thought it was the older we got, the slower it would go. But that has not been the case. Well, I you, feel like the older right. we get, the faster it goes. I don't know if I get slower and it's just going at the same speed or... <laughs> Well, you know what they say. They say the the saying goes, what is it? The days are long, but the years are short. Something of that matter. Really? I've never heard that saying. (laughs) I believe the saying is the days are long, but the years are short. Gotcha. Something to that effect. Just Uh means time is flying. Right. Time is flying. So anyway, guys. So what we're going to talk about today, we always have to talk about the top of the show, what we call the flight plan, about what we are speaking of. So what we're speaking of this week is we're going to talk about an issue with Grubhub. You know, Grubhub, you know, the, you know, the, the food you ordered, delivery the system food delivery. Yes. We will get into a basketball coach 
some issues with that, a basketball coach. And we also will get into an issue with a wife that is having issues with her husband on a proposed trip that is coming up. Along with learn something, right? What do we have with learn something? Learn something is we're going to discuss feeling emotionally exhausted. Feeling emotionally exhausted. And how to deal with those emotions. I see. I see. Very well, very well. So, guys, what we have, what we did yesterday was we went to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo yesterday. Not just yesterday, two days in a row. Two days in a <laughs> row. We had a great time. Guys, check it out on the interwebs, rodeohouston.com, the world's largest rodeo. It is a great time. A huge, like a huge, well, it's a rodeo. It's a huge, like a, That's also it. a fair, too. They have a carnival and all yes. kinds of food, and it is here in H-Town. They have concerts. They have rodeo events. They have teaching about livestock. All kinds uh, of stuff. Like anything you can imagine. And, and it is a great time. I guarantee it is Flight 785 approved. You will have a good time. They have a concert every night at Rodeo. It goes for about, what, two weeks long? Something I think two and like a half. That. So last night we went to the concert. We went to the Rodeo, spent a good amount of time, and we went to the concert. And who did we see, Carrie? We saw Walker Hayes. We saw Walker Hayes. He has that song. What's the name of the song? Please refresh Fancy my memory. Fancy Like That. Fancy Like That. Something of a... A chorus, something like fancy, like Red Lobster or something like that. Isn't Going that? to Applebee's. Oh, Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> I digress. Guys, I did not take my ginkgo bilboba this morning. It was a late night. It was a late night. <laughs> I am currently, I am running on a few, uh, what was it, a waffle and some sweet tea. That is currently <laughs> what I'm running on, the Breakfast of Champions. And it is 419 now, so... After the podcast, I will have to get something to eat. But yes, a waffle right now and some sweet tea is what I am currently running on. So forgive me if things go awry, but it's all good. But yes, so we did go to the rodeo. Carrie, did you have a good time at the concert? I had a blast. It was you did. great. Tons yes. of people. My uh, my twin brother, I have a twin brother named Kevin. He and his wife flew in from Kansas City. We had a good time. My sister's. Uh, Terry and Tanya, they were showed up. So it was a good time. They showed up from the Dallas area. So, you know, good time, good time. I had a Miller Lite or two, you know, got to watch all the things that happened. And, you know, they have this thing that they call mutton busting. <laughs> and what it is, is they take these little kids between the ages of what, five and six? Yes. Right, Carrie, about I five and six. So. And they put a helmet on them and a little vest. And they put a, uh, like a, a protective a vest. Pro- yeah. Yeah, a protective vest. Padded. Yeah, padded vest, if you will. And they get these little sheep, and they take the sheep, and they put, they take the little kids, they put them on the sheep, and the sheep just run. And if they, kids can hang on for a good amount of time, they will get a score. Yes, yes, yes. They will get a score, depending on how long they ride, if they don't fall off, if they go the full length of, what is it about, probably 30 feet or so, Carrie? Yes, and if they hold on to the back of the sheep and don't ride on the side of the sheep. The little kids have to grasp the sheep for and just wool. hold I on believe, for dear life. I believe it's wool. I believe it's called oh, yeah. wool. Yes, wool. not fur. They're not dogs. <laughs> That's right. It is wool. the sheep wool. They hold on to the wool and they hold on as long as they can. And if they can make it, they will get a score. It is great entertainment, Carrie, don't you think? It is. They also have uh, wagon races, uh, chuck wagon races at the rodeo as well as all kinds of other 
good things. Barrel racing. Barrel racing, all that good stuff. It is a great time. Bull Follow, riding. Bull riding. <laughs> followed by a concert, and it was Walker Hayes last night. Yes. So, guys, I'm thinking about maybe I need to have a concert myself. Maybe I could fill in and do a song or two at the rodeo if they need me. I believe what do you think, in Karen? you. You do? Yes. What do you think I should sing? What do you think? Oh, anything you want to sing. Really? really? Yeah. Should what I do audition? you fill in your heart? You know what? <laughs> you know what? What do I fill in my heart? Yes. I, you know what? I don't what, know. Would it be country slash rap? I. You know what? I don't know. Would, Maybe. Would it be rap and... Uh, uh, I don't know. Rapping, folk you don't song. know. Though no, I don't think I could do the folk songs. That's not in me. Would it, would it be hip hop and rap? You know, I just I'd go up there and I'd be like, everybody's talking about heaven, but they just can't wait to go. Oh gosh! Light seven eight five on the mic with that midwestern flow. What do you think, Gary? What do you think? Sounds like. You know part what? Johnny Cash part. I don't know. You know what? Gospel. <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Shout out to Kay Brown. But I digress. We need to get it going, guys. We need to get it going with the first story that I found off the interwebs. So, Carrie, are you ready? I'm ready. So this is coming from the Daily Mirror, our good friends across the pond, the Daily Mirror in Great Britain. Hello, governor. And here is the issue. This is the issue. This woman says, my husband said that I should sit in economy while he flies in first class. I am fuming. Now, you know, from the surface, just hearing the headline, it makes you wonder what is going on. Yes. Is the husband not taking care of his lady? Does he feel I'm that, glad you bring that up. Yes. Does he feel that she should be in economy while he is in first class? Right. And it sounds like some type of, I don't know, you would think that it was some type of sexist thing or something. Or right? some kind of slight. Yeah, some type of slight. But after doing a little bit more digging, we're uh, going to do a little bit more digging okay i found this on my commodore using my commodore 64 computer right using a windows 95 program yes okay and aol dial up that's just a how little bit of it. googling str struggles yeah well no we don't we didn't have google i'm using internet explorer okay that's really the way to go <laughs> that may be the issue internet explorer or lycos either one <laughs> will take care of you okay i don't do that new fancy stuff okay i have a commodore 64 computer Okay, running AOL, all right, uh -huh. and a dial-up modem. Okay? I think this is why there's a knowledge gap between the two of us. You know what? That's disrespectful. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> shots fired. You know, you know what? I'm offended, <laughs> but I digress. So a man it has nothing to do with the public school. It's the knowledge gap I, on the I, computer. Listen, I went to public school. Shout out to Salina <laughs> South in Salina, Kansas. We see you. Cougars all over the world doing great things, I guarantee it. But I digress. A man had to give up his first-class plane ticket to his wife. Mm -hmm, after, as he should. Uh, well, let me finish. Please don't rush. Okay, don't rush to judgment. Okay. okay. You, you know, you're an interrupter, and I don't like it. A man had to give up his first-class plane ticket to his wife after suggesting that she fly in economy instead. The husband had been chosen by his work to attend a conference in Miami. And he asked his wife to come along, but when buying the plane ticket for her, she was far from happy with his suggestion. 
The woman knew that it was a big honor for him to attend the conference, and she realized he had been sent because of his hard work. But she was irritated by his suggestion that she should fly in a separate class to him. Taking to Reddit, the wife added that the disagreement turned into an argument where the husband begrudgingly gave up his first class seat for her. In the post, the woman, who remained anonymous, of course, explained, they chose him, just him, and a few of his co-workers out of a ton of candidates, and it was quite the honor. The company told them that they were allowed to bring their spouses or their partners, but they wouldn't be springing for plane tickets for us. So if they wanted us to bring us, you know, they'd have yeah. to buy tickets okay, out, of, out of their own pockets. I'm right? Yes. Out of their own pockets. So she added that when it came to booking the tickets, he said they could not afford for both of them to fly in first class. So he asked if she could fly in economy while he would take the first class ticket, right? On yeah. the way there. Right. And then he would fly economy. You know, they switch. That sounds he would fly very back, reasonable. Right? Yeah. So she says, this really bothered me. I understand that a first class ticket for me would strain our budget a bit. But what kind of man lives, you know, lives it up in first class while his wife sits in coach? Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I asked him. You know, I asked him that, right? Right. And he said, come on, I'm taking you along my work trip. I earned my first class seat by working hard. It's my reward. Right. But I insisted if, that if we truly could not afford a first class seat for me, and then she says we could have, it would have hurt a little, but we could have, that he as a gentleman should give up his seat mm -hmm. for me. Ain't nobody got time for that. I see. I feel like he was correct. One way he sits up front, the other way she sits up front. She wasn't having it, Carrie. I feel like she that was, was equal, that was fair, that was justified. He did earn it. But yes, as a gentleman, letting her sit up front one one way would be an equal share. I don't believe that. I disagree. I disagree. You disagree? In, I disagree in every shape of this conversation. Okay. You would do he, the same. Please let me finish, please. <laughs> I see that grin. His work provided him this plane ticket for yes. him to go. Yes. He worked extremely hard to get this ticket. Uh-huh. She is she could fly. He asked her to come. Mm -hmm. she, she didn't have to come, right? She did he didn't have to ask her to come. He could have left understand. her at home. I understand. But he invited her to come. Yes. She could sit in economy while he sat in first class from all his hard work of what he did in order you to mean get he, that. He shouldn't have even offered one way. No, I, well, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the way she's acting. Let's yes. just cut to the chase. Okay. You know what this gentleman should do? I think that's a big extreme. You know what that means. You know what that music means, guys. I think he chose to sit in economy. You know what that music means. <laughs> that means he needs to call house hunters, okay? He needs to get rid of her. This is ridiculous. He chose to suck it up and just sit in the back. This is another instance <laughs> of a war on men, and I won't stand for it. I will not stand for it in 2023. If you guys heard my podcast, New Year, Say Me, I am still the same me. This is ridiculous. This woman is upset because 
First of all, the husband won a trip and is flying first class. This woman sounds like she's jealous of her husband's success. What say you, Carrie? No, what say you? I think she just wants to be treated like a princess and put on a pedestal. She wants to Some be treated. Some women are like that. This is the problem here. This gentleman has <laughs> yes. worked so hard, Carrie. I understand, but who supported him? You know what? <laughs> what do you mean who supported him? Who supported him? Let me tell you something, gentlemen. This is what you need to do. If your lady starts acting like that, you <laughs> ring that damn doorbell, okay? You ring that doorbell. You call house hunters. You get rid of her. Diplomatic immunity. I said what I said, I think Gary. you're giving very poor advice I to said, a lot of people. I said what I said, okay? This is doggone ridiculous. I have never in my 29 years of life seen something as crazy as this. Maybe I have, but I digress. It's just terrible, Carrie. What say you, sir? Are you saying that if it was you, if yes. it was you and I was able to get a work trip, a work trip, and I could, I was flying first class. As a military you, spouse that never got to go anywhere and, and probably would not have wanted to go anywhere, I'd be happy with the economy and move on just to be able to be with you. You know what? You know what? I thought this but was you would have done the same thing. You would have offered one in. way me set up front, one way you set up front. But you know, you you could spin and tell your stories all you want, but we know the truth. Let me tell you something, guys. Truth <laughs> be told, I only fly first class on Spirit Airlines. You're on board flight seven eight five. That's why we don't fly. You know what? You know what? <laughs> it's either first class on Spirit Airlines, or I am in the platinum elite plus on the greyhound bus okay there is a platinum elite plus section on the greyhound bus and i wouldn't know i just drive myself that's what i ride <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is ridiculous we need to move on so carrie we need to move on to virginia i believe virginia yeah. have you ever been to virginia the state of Virginia? Yes. Yes. No. What other Virginia is there, Gary? What <laughs> other Virginia is there? Um, I think I have, haven't okay, I? A hell of a drug. Thank you, Rick Where, James. Didn't you go to school there once? I did go to school in Virginia, yes. Okay, you, you so have. that's when I've been. Fantastic. I, fantastic. I went on my economy class ticket there to you meet go. you there. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You're making me sound like I'm a cheap person. <laughs> This this is ridiculous. Well, you had a luxury rental car provided for you and what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we digress. So here's what happened. A 22-year-old assistant basketball coach allegedly, now this is allegedly, she posed as a player to take part in a junior varsity basketball game. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Yes. A 22-year-old high school assistant basketball coach allegedly posed as a player to that take part great in a to JV, dominate against the children in a JV game. <laughs> oh, a JV? Even? It was it was junior varsity. Oh yes, wow! In Virginia, Churchland High School received a report last month that a member of the junior varsity girls basketball coaching staff left the bench and played in a game against Nasmond River High School in Virginia. How did that even happen? The school's assistant basketball coach, Arlisha Boykins, donned a jersey posing as a junior player. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I cannot discuss details of the investigation 
since this is a personnel matter, I can confirm Arlisha Boykins is no longer an employee of the Portsmouth Public Schools. She got fired. Okay. So here's what happened. So the assistant, there was a player yes. that played on the basketball team, on the JV team. Okay. That player could not be there for the game. One of the yes. players could not be there for the game. She went out of town. Okay. So one of the players on the GV, JV team had to go out of town with their parents for something else. Okay. So Boykins decided that she was going to put on a basketball jersey and go play. I guess they're short players. Against a bunch of 13 and 15-year-old players. <laughs> so if you can imagine this woman coming out onto the court. Yes. And one uh, opposing member from, you know, a, a opposing member, you know, uh, from the other team uh-huh. goes and looks at Arlisha and says, hi, how old are you? Uh-huh. And Arlisha says, I'm 15. Now, this basketball! you know, and the opposing player looks at her and says, you look 22. And she says, no, I'm 15. This basketball! Is I that don't really how it. that went down? I don't understand it. <laughs> The referees, referees, where were you at this time, referee? Yeah. You couldn't look at the, you could not look at this woman and tell Some that she was. Some women, it's 20, hard to tell. To tell that she's 22 years old? Some women, it's hard to tell. And this woman is dominating. Uh-huh. Can you imagine her stat line? It does not say in the story what her stat line is. She could have held back. But I'm sure her stat line was probably, I don't know, 88 points, <laughs> 34 steals. <laughs> 22 assists. I don't understand it, Gary. I really don't understand it. Virginia, you have to do better. Some people just want to go back in their youth days. You have to do better. (laughs) And on top of that, the coaching staff knew she was a coach and went ahead and let her play as a 22-year-old player, Gary. What say you? Some people are just serious about that win. Ball is life, apparently. Ball (laughs) is life. So, Virginia, you've got to do better. You have got to do better. But we need to move on, Carrie. Shall we move on? Yes. I think we shall. Michigan. We are moving to Michigan. No, we're not. No, no, that's the story, Carrie. You know what? You know what? This is ridiculous. A six-year-old orders... $1,000 $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub when her da- when dad thought that he was playing on the phone. Oh, hell no. <laughs> That's right. It was an Do all- you think he did it on purpose? Well, we're going to find out. We are going to find out. It was all-you-can-eat buffet for Michigan boy last weekend. Six-year-old Mason Stonehouse was playing on his dad's phone before bedtime and spent about $1,000 on Grubhub or. Grubhub, yes, Grubhub orders. Uh-huh. The food started coming in at the Chesterfield Township family's home near Detroit around 9 p.m. Saturday night, and it kept coming. <laughs> yes, the Stonehouse family's ring camera footage showed delivery after delivery coming to the door. Mason's dad, Keith, was bewildered until he figured out what happened. Mm-hmm. I said, what is going on? Why are you bringing me food? His perplexed dad asked a food delivery driver. It finally clicked with him that he had let his son use his phone earlier that night, telling the TV station Mason was going to town with the Grubhub app. <laughs> Mason ordered basically every food that ever existed, including shrimp, salads, shawarma, oh, gosh. chicken pita wraps, sandwiches, chili cheese fries, and multiple orders of ice cream. So much food was ordered 
that Keith's bank sent him a fraud alert, declining a $400 order of pizza. Yep. His father tried calling the restaurant to stop the orders once he figured out what had happened, but they told him to contact Grubhub. (laughs) The leftover food was shared with neighbors and eaten as leftovers. While all of the food was being delivered and I figured out what happened, I went to talk to Mason about what he did. And this is the part that makes me laugh. I was trying to explain to him that this wasn't good and that, you know, (laughs) Mason looks at him, puts his hands up and stops me and says, Dad, did the pepperoni pizzas come yet? (laughs) (laughs) I had to walk out of the room. I didn't know if I should laugh or get mad. (laughs) The kid knew he was ordering the food. He knew the pizza was coming. He wanted to know (laughs) when was the pizza coming gary well see the six-year-old knows how to google it yes the six-year-old knows how (laughs) to google gary and what i ask you is who do you think's fault is this whose fault is it that six-year-old mason went on ahead and ordered one thousand dollars worth of food i think it's intelligent of him you do yes he's resourceful so this is what i need to tell the parent congratulations you played yourself Mason's parents said they tried to turn the six-year-old spending spree into a money management teaching moment. Uh They grabbed his piggy bank and started taking money out. A coin for the pizza, a coin for the shrimp, so on and so on. Oh, they didn't take it all and say, this is how much you owe? Well, they're trying to teach him something. Yes. It sunk in when we were actually taking his money to teach him a lesson to Uh Kristen Stonehouse. Yes, now it sounds cruel. It's downright bad parenting. I'm going to say right now, this is bad parenting. You played yourself. You let your son have the phone. He yes. ordered $1,000 worth of Grubhub. Yes. That's not his fault. He didn't know what he was doing. Yet you're going to turn around and punish the child by taking the money out of his piggy bank. Parents. You would have done the same parents, thing. Parents, terrible parents. <laughs> I would not have done the same thing. Because what I do, guys, is my current, if I would have had a little kids. Yes. Currently, I the phone I currently have right now is a Motorola Razor. Right. Which does not have the capability to order that type of stuff. Okay. You know I'm old school, right? I, I know, have a I Motorola Razor. A flip phone, if you will. Right. So there's no way that any child would be ordering anything on the Grubhub app. Not for me. See the picture. Not for me. I don't believe in that type of stuff. I don't believe in that <laughs> technology. Even when I pay for my American online internet bill, I write a paper check and then I take it down to the mailbox and I drop it in for the, the stories you tell it. on your podcast. Listen, I'm not <laughs> lying, but please, we need to get into learn something. What are we learning about okay, this time? We're going to learn about your feelings. Is that right? Yes, and about we, how if you feel emotionally exhausted, ain't like, nobody got time for that. Do you ever feel emotionally exhausted? Do I? Yes, you. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Well, I I feel this way often. You do? Yes. Well, please. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman and I'm a mother. (laughs) Stop it. Yes, please continue. You're so rude. Tell us about your problems. This this adds to the emotional exhaustion right here. Guys, I have an engineer named Jackson. (laughs) I have an engineer named Jackson. He is in the booth. He is the one that drops these sound drops. That's your dog. Your dog does not push the buttons. I cannot control (laughs) these sound drops that come down. 
That is Jackson by right. Engineer, but please continue. So I'm going to define emotional exhaustion, okay? Since you're not quite aware of what it is. Well, please. Yes, and please be very pacific when okay, you define I, it. I will. It's when one neglects important priorities that would help them cope, such as exercise, intimate time with their romantic partner, and oh sleep. <laughs> you know what? I think probably... To help your emotional exhaustion, we probably need to have more intimate time. Oh my. George Takai, what not, are you doing? This is not the direction of where this is I going. don't know what how George Takai got into the studio. Okay. George Takai, get out of the studio. I'm going to move on. Please continue. Knowing what will help, but not having the energy to follow through, only adds to the frustration. Emotional exhaustion seems nearly... Uh, ambiguous Ambiguous. today in part because it's a natural response to our overstimulating environment technology you know many years how many years ago was a smartphone released do you know i do not know i still have a i I told you i still have a motorola razor so i I, okay well for facts it, it was 15 years ago I see. Which this this smartphone allows us to check in emails, check the weather, communicate with others instantly in the car or the bed or waiting at the doctor's office. This also creates a challenge because it is a constant reminder and alert to a crisis, not just to our community or to it's to the entire world. Our responses to these reminders could meet with rage, fear, sadness, jealousy and anxiety. These reactions are primal, and our neurobiological system has advanced over the thousands of years. The primal brain is programmed in our DNA to keep us alive. For survival, we release hormones like cortisol. Cortisol, um, the main goal of cortisol is to make you uncomfortable so that it causes you to react immediately to a dangerous situation. You know, Pitocin does the same thing. (laughs) Please continue. <laughs> yes. Diplomatic know, immunity. Do you know Diplomatic what? immunity. Pitocin is. Yes. <laughs> yes, Pitocin. Yes, Pitocin. It's yeah, probably the fight it, or it, flight. It creates of, a response, does it not? It creates a response of a woman in labor, yes. That's Pitocin. The, helps the uh, woman go into labor. I went to Salida South High School in Salida, Kansas. Okay, we have a great And education. you learned about Pitocin Shout there. out to USD 305, okay? They give they got, they got get you on the right path. Get you all the right. So path. since we Please, don't continue. have protosum to react, yes, we're not able to meet a world crisis in the moment it leaves us feeling agitated and helpless. Right? Yes. <laughs> These feelings are called pressure cookie cookers that uh, zap our energy and challenge our emotions. This sometimes causes the lack of self-care we need to cope and leads us to shut down. I see. When individuals become emotionally closed off, I guess in Kenan's world, we all take protosum. You know what? To That's- calm the pressure cooking. Disrespectful. <laughs> but please continue. Things that can help are limiting our technology, minimize the amount of information and stimulation, you gather daily. No, this need, will help gain stimulation. some energy back. I need stimulation. Oh my. I, I, I understand. 
I tell him I, after I've been in class all day, I'm, t I'm taking a leadership program and, you know, I've got work information. I got home information. I've right. got the class information. And he says, I don't think you're listening. And I said, I think I just have information overload. I just need a break. And this is where the not understanding comes from. This. Yes. On board flight 785. So like I said, in order to get some of that energy back, finally have your brain go offline. It is different from distracting yourself from stress, like by watching TV, running or going on the treadmill or playing video games, because that brings your stress, you know, that hypes you up. You should be thinking about creating a calming experience by doing yoga, meditation, or making art, stretching, and listening to relaxing music are just a few options, possibly even reading a book. Try to get into the habit of doing calming things before or to avoid being emotionally exhausted. I see. I see. So, you know, I very rarely do I get emotionally exhausted mm -hmm. because I self-regulate, you see. <laughs> that I sounds self, like a laxative problem. I, you know, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I self-regulate what I do. You know, I don't know why you've got to make this thing weird. I don't I know think, why you I have think, to make this. This is the reason why. I think why, what you need to focus no, no, on, I see the focusing focal point. We need to be making art together. Let's no. start painting together. Okay, so all of a sudden we go from, <laughs> you know what? Help me be less emotionally exhausted. Let's paint together. That's what I'm getting out of this. What are you receiving? So you're saying that <laughs> after all this, you want us to paint together. Yes. That's what you're telling me. You want us to paint together. That, that would that would calm me. Yes, it would. that would that would help lessen the emotional exhaustion. I see. I see. Well, in that case, then maybe we do need to paint together. We do. We may need to paint together. That is a good idea. All right. Perhaps I don't know. Am I supposed to just strip down to my skivvies and then do <laughs> no, some I'm type not of, painting uh, you. Oh, You're painting with me. Oh, excuse me, you guys. I did not take my Giggle Bilboba this morning. I told you I'm slightly behind, but I digress. Oh, I'm goodness. sorry. Is that all you have, Carrie? That's it. Is that all you have? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Well, we need to move on then, right? Yes. You're on board flight 785. All right, we are going to get to the final section of the show. It is called Abby is Not Right. We pull something from the advice columns and we decide if the advice giver is or is not right. So, Carrie, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Dearest Abigail, my wife and I have been married for 37 years. We have a fairly good marriage. However, when it comes to communication, there's a lot of room for improvement. I would very much like to get a second dog. I'm home alone all day because I am on disability. I have few friends and my social life consists of the time and attention I give my dog, Rascal, who is a schnauzer. Well, we can afford another dog. We have a big enough home, a fenced in yard, all of the things necessary for responsible dog ownership. The problem is if I mention the subject, my wife gets very angry and immediately, with a G, immediately dismisses the idea without any discussion. We don't discuss issues in our home. If my wife gives her thumbs up, then it's a go. If she gives a thumbs down, it's a no-go. I don't think there's any reason why her refusal to get another dog should trump my desire to get one. Ideally, we should be able to sit down over a meal 
and discuss the issue and base a decision based on what we mutually agree upon. Unfortunately, no such scenario exists. I would really appreciate any help you could give me. I would very much like another dog because having them brings me joy and needed company. I don't ask for much. I don't understand why this is an issue. Signed, Kenyan in Houston. That's oh what goodness. I thought. Oh I my was goodness. This say. is terrible. Oh, excuse me. No. It's I was going to say, you know, did it, you write no, excuse this? Me, no, it doesn't say Kenyan in Houston. I'm sorry. I need to fix my glasses. No, it says lonely for more in Ohio. <laughs> This is the problem, Carrie. This is Why a, don't you just paint is, pictures of all the dogs you want? We're not getting yeah, another dog. Yeah, that's she, if she, no, you know what? She no, can only minute. emotionally handle one dog. That's it. Wait a minute. That's wait all minute. you're allowed. Wait a minute. Do we need to see? We need to see what Abby has to say. Do we need to see what Abby has to say first? We can, okay. but we know what the answer is. This is what Abby, one dog. This is what Abby has to say. Dear lonely in Ohio, your problem is twofold. One is acquiring another dog. The other is the imbalance of power in your marriage. I agree that important decisions like this should be shared, but that's not how things work between you and your wife. In your household, she has taken the role of the alpha dog. Unless the two of you open up enough lines of communication that you can be heard, nothing will change and you will grow increasingly unhappy. If you can afford a licensed marriage and family therapist, make an appointment to talk with one of them about this and any other issues you and your wife can't agree on. And I hope you are aware that you do not need her permission to get a second dog. Let me say that one more time for emphasis, Carrie. I feel like you wrote the response, too. It's very rude to interrupt, please. I feel like I've been set up. (laughs) No, no. She (laughs) said, okay, I'm going to tell you one more time. Uh Uh-huh. I, I don't need to hear it. You again. don't need I, her I permission. You don't need her permission to get a second dog. If you are the person who will ensure it gets all the love and care yeah. that it needs. No. No. You know what? That is riveting. I am the caregiver no, to Gary. you and your this, dog. First of all, guys, and we're is, not going to do another one. First of all, this is not a relationship podcast. Okay. I we're feel talking. like you put no. your own dear Abby and no. your Abby, and no. this discussion is over. You're, you're reading into things. N- what, now what? that I just went through the emotional exhaustion process, no, you're hyping my emotional exhaustion way back up. No, I believe you're reading into this, Gary. What I believe would you, you tell, need to read into it. What would you tell Lonely in Ohio, Carrie? What would you tell Lonely? Listen to your wife. She's telling you that that is how much she can handle. That's all she can handle. She can't handle anymore. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's he no is, deal. He is watching the dog. He works yeah, from home. Yeah. He works hard from home. Okay, he's until he's very, not watching she is she is off doing whatever she's doing he's working hard yeah, they have a yeah. big enough house uh-huh. everything is fine yeah. and she just as blatantly says no and says that's the end of it i think okay? there's more to it that's the end of it yeah you know so, what you're yes. well uh, he's welcome to go to counseling that's a great idea he's welcome to go to counseling yes let me tell you lonely in ohio this is what i feel you need to do uh-huh you need to become the manager. There's a pro, there's an imbalance of power, and Abby is correctly. She is say, she is saying this correctly. There is an imbalance of power. He, you, what you need to do is you need to put the word man and manager. Okay, there's a reason why manager. The first three letters are man. 
put the man in manager diplomatic immunity anybody that's upset at what i have to say diplomatic immunity i said what i said that's that's why managers have problems you need to you know what you need to tell your wife here's the deal i'm getting another dog and if you don't like it then there's the door that's what you need to do lonely in ohio and i stand lonely by in I ohio say. doesn't do I, it because I, he I, knows I, he's I, in trouble I, if he does ain't nobody got time for that but i digress <laughs> guys we are running out of time we are running out of time but i'm going to tell you right now guys i am going to tell you right now i've been looking around for another dog truth be told and after hearing this wonderful advice that abigail made Tomorrow, I am going to the animal shelter, and I'm not going to get one dog, Carrie. I'm going to get two dogs. And, and I'm you can go to house hunters immediately. You know what? We're about to have an argument. I guess we need to get off this. <laughs> Carrie, do you have any final thoughts? Any final thoughts, Carrie? Know your limits. Know your limits. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's it? That's it. Know, know your limits. Period. You know what? This is ridiculous. Guys, we are running out of time. I am going to go and sit on the couch. My lovely lady friend is probably going to make me a turkey sandwich. <laughs> and, and this is why what, we can only have one dog. And then what we're going to do is we are going to have a good evening. Stay safe, guys. We are going to see you in two weeks. I will leave you with this. Stop shrinking yourself to fit in places you have outgrown. That's real talk, guys. If you're in somewhere that you have outgrown, you do too. Don't shrink yourself. Be yourself. Let your light shine. You know that this little light of mine stuff? I don't have a little light. I got a big light and it is going to shine. That is how we get down on Flight 785. We will see you guys in two weeks. We love y'all. You're on board Flight 785. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.